thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. We invite you to get a notepad. Get something to, I, look at that notepad. You know what air I'm out of. <laughs> get a device. Get something. Whatever works for you to take notes on because there's answers for us. Yes. Amen. Yes. We invite you to go back and watch previous episodes that are part of this series. We've been teaching on boldness and we want you to get yes. hold of it because boldness is to be our flow. Yes. Amen. Amen. Um, we've been looking at Hebrews chapter 13. We'll start there again in verse six. And this is the Amplified Classic translation. It reads, so we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? Now notice this that I want you to see, I will boldly say. It doesn't say, I will say. It says how to say it. Boldly say it. When we're bold about something, we're confident. Boldness, and we, we were saying this in previous episodes, boldness is, the boldness we're talking about here and the word is talking about is not a personality characteristic. It's a force of your spirit. Yes. That when you know something, when you know what God's word says, when you know the one who spoke those words yes. to you, right. when you know him, you can be bold. Amen. So we are to boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, then it goes on. It says, I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. Uh, W.E. Vine's dictionary a New Testament word says this, that boldness is the absence of fear. Amen. Yes. When, Amen. when our lives are absent of fear, mm-hmm. we live bold. Yes. Yes. We, we are not second guessing ourselves. That's right. We know that we, we hear from God, then we move. Amen. We feed on his word and we act on it. Amen. We're yes. doers of that word. Yes. This is to be the spiritual posture of God's people, boldness. Yes. Why is it? We're confident. Yes. Um, you know, if you had a big need in your life, maybe a life and death situation, you want to take that request to somebody. I have confidence that when they pray, they, they believe that there's going to be an effect. Yes. Right? Yes. We should be living boldly. Yes. That doesn't mean we're just forming a plan and going after it with no restraint. No, that means that we're listening for him. Mm-hmm. We're paying attention to what his word says. And once we know what he's saying to us, we move full force on it. Amen. We're confident Amen. that he will bring it to pass, yes. not Amen. us. But as we do, he will help. Mm-hmm. I will boldly say the Lord is my helper. He's not my doer. That's right. 
Yes. He helps me in my doing. Yes. Amen. Amen. And so this is what we've been looking at because it takes boldness to obey the plan of God for your life. Why? Because there's opposition going to try to slow you down, try to back you up. Financial things will show up. Uh, family things will show up. Your own human reasoning will show up. And you have to boldly act on what you know God is dealing with you about. It takes boldness to obey the plan of God. Boldness should be the flow of the believer's life. Boldness is not just loudness. Amen. It's confidence. Yes. Amen. Yes. And it is the absence of fear. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the dictionary defines boldness as this, not hesitating or fearful in the face of actual or possible danger or rebuff. Yes. See, nothing makes you frightened when you know what God said. That's right. Yeah, when he told you to do something and you know it, you know he told you to do it, there's no fear in that. Yes. You're bold to do it. This is another definition of boldness beyond the usual limits of conventional thought or action beyond the usual limits. So I've said this on a previous episode, walk by good sense, walk by just good judgment until God says something different until the word says something different to you. Sometimes you can have a way of thinking, but you see in the word, ah, that way of thinking is wrong. Then take on the way of the word. But also you can have good judgment, just good natural judgment in in daily things. And and God doesn't correct you or redirect you any differently than that. Then just follow it. But when he says something that is higher Mm -hmm. than that natural judgment, always set aside your human reasoning and go with what he says. Always, always, always. Always. Now, uh, why? Because boldness will go beyond human reasoning. When God tells you to do something different. Now, let me give you an example of this. There was uh, one, one man years ago that was talking to some Bible school students. And he said to them, always obey God. He said, you never know what all's connected to your obedience. When God tells you to do something, many times he doesn't explain why. He doesn't show all the things coming that are connected to that obedience. He shouldn't have to explain and convince us into obedience. So this one man who was teaching Bible school students one day. He told this story. He said, years ago, he was a pastor and he had a family in his church and it was a younger man, a wife, and they had several young children. This man was on the job and it was some kind of job that was had some danger tied to it. You know, it was heavy equipment, heavy machinery, And something had happened and he was injured on the job. Um, He ended up dying before they even got the young man to the hospital. So the pastor was called. This is the one telling the students the story himself. And he said, I was called to come to the hospital that this man had been, a congregation member had been killed on the job. He says, I'm driving down to the hospital And on the way there, the word of the Lord came to me and said, you go in and you 
tell death to take its hands off of him and I'll raise him up. Well, human reasoning wouldn't tell you to do that. That's right. Right? right. The natural mind won't tell you to do that. But you walk by human reasoning until God says something else. Until his word says something else. Until he says something else. There have been times that um, as a pastor, there are a few people in our, in, our, in our congregation over the 25 years I pastored, we did a few funerals. When I went to visit those people, whether they were dying or whether there was an accident, I always checked in here, God, mm-hmm. how do you want me to address right. this? Right. Sounds Amen. good. What am I? I'm saying I'm open. Right. Amen. I'm open to how you're leading me. That's what God expects us to do. Yes. You don't go and say, I'm going to raise someone from the dead without the leading of the spirit. Yes. Because that the, raising someone from the dead takes all three power gifts. What are the power gifts? Working of miracles, gift of faith, uh, gifts of healing. They all have to, all three have to be in operation. So these operate as the spirit wills. The nine gifts of the spirit, those are three of them or nine manifestations of the spirit spoken of in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So these are, these are manifested as the spirit wills. So that means you have to have the leading of the spirit in ministering this way. So I have had times when I'd say, God, do you want me to rebuke death? And God say, no, 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 it wasn't the plan of God that someone die as they did, but I've got to follow how he's leading me. Yes. Well, the spirit of God was leading this pastor that day. And he said, when you get to the hospital, you go and you rebuke death and I'll raise him up. But what happened? His mental reasonings kicked in. What if it doesn't happen? Well, maybe I'm missing it. Maybe that's just me. So he said, by the time I got to the hospital, I had talked myself out of it. So then the pastor's wife Mm -hmm. also had been called. So she makes her way down to the hospital and she arrives a few minutes after him. They're in the, the room of this young man who has died. And the pastor's wife comes in and says, God spoke to me on the way down here and said, for you to rebuke death, he'd raise him up. And he said, I not only talked me out of it, I talked her out of it. Wow. And he said, I didn't do it. And he said, the next Sunday I go to church. And he says, I look down and I see his young wife and his young children. And he said, it landed and hit me then. Mm-hmm. It was not just about me, whether he was raised up, it was about them. Right. And he said, this man teaching these Bible school t- students pled with tears running down his face, said, always obey God. Amen. Because he realized it cost yes. this family. Now, yes. you say, then we have to do this. You say, Pastor Nancy, what about that? Well, if you miss it, because we've all missed it, mm-hmm. repent. Right. Right. Yeah. But always remember this. Satan is the one who steals, kills, and destroys. It's not the pastor yes. that yes. stole, killed, and destroyed. Mm-hmm. So you can't come under that. You're not the author of this. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Amen. 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 Because we've all missed it. So you have to forgive yourself and realize you're not the one who is behind that destruction. But I would say this, he was pleading with his students, always obey God. Because every time I saw that family Mm -hmm. in the church, I had to 
cast down the thought. Because see, God forgave him, but that gave him something that he would have to overcome because it reminded him that he didn't obey. Now, what was missing? Was it power? No. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room. You've heard the intro to this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and every hospital room to raise up, to raise up that sick one. But what was missing? Power wasn't missing. Why? Because uh, when we're born again, and this man was filled with the Holy Ghost, the power of God was in him. There was power in that hospital room because the Holy Ghost was there. So it wasn't a power uh, element missing. What was it? Boldness. Boldness was missing. Boldness to act on the Word. When we boldly act on the Word, we receive things we never would have received. Amen. That's why, let's go over to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Again, let's read it. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain. Look at that. Come boldly that we may obtain. Boldness is the posture of obtaining. I come boldly. Why? I'm certain. Why didn't that man minister to that young man? He wasn't certain. He lacked boldness. Amen. Well, we can all probably see something of ourselves that we should have done more or could have done more, or we would have had more in our own life if we would have done more. Well, many times we think, well, maybe it was a lack of faith. Well, maybe it was a lack of boldness. That's right. That's right. Amen. 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 So what is, what, what is it? How can we be bold? Run out fear. Run out fear. There was fear that this, that this pastor was dealing with, the fear of it not working, the fear of embarrassing maybe the family or whatever. I don't know all the things that the devil would have brought to him, but we know this, fear shuts down boldness. Run fear out and boldness is free to flow. Amen. Uh, and then we were quoting the, uh, on the previous episode, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 20. Paul said, pray, pray for me that I would open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Pray that I may declare it boldly and courageously, look at this, as I ought to do. The word ought to be handled with boldness, not with timidity, not with fear, not with trepidation, but boldly. Why? Because his word can be counted on. God's word deserves our confidence. It deserves our confidence. It deserves our boldness. Where does that boldness come from? From Jesus himself. And Jesus was bold because Ephesians verse chapter three, verse 12 says, in whom we have boldness. We're not trying to get boldness. We have boldness. Run fear off your boldness. We're bold because we're in him. We're not bold because we're done it. We've done everything right. We're bold because we're in him and he's backing up his word. Well, how can we be bold? Go with me to Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43. What, how can we be bold? Well, we have to be, we have to be uh, righteousness minded instead of sin conscious. What's it mean to be sin conscious? Thinking about where you missed it. Thinking about what you've done wrong. Thinking about what you should have done different thinking about how, well, I shouldn't have gotten in that relationship. Oh, I shouldn't have done this with my business. I shouldn't have done this. I should have done better with my, and all this, the should haves, the should haves. 
All of that is nothing but sin consciousness. What's that mean? You're conscious of your past. You're conscious of your faults and your failures. We're redeemed from that. I said, we're redeemed from that. We are to be conscious that he made us righteous. He made us right with God. Not because we've done everything right, but because Jesus did everything right. He was right with God and he credited that righteousness to us and made it our righteousness. So Isaiah chapter 43, verse 25, it says, I, this is God speaking. I, even I am he that blotteth out thy transgressions. Look at this for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. Look at that. He says, I will not. That's a choice of his will. God's will is to not ever remember your sin. And so he says, I, even I am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake. In other words, by my ability, by what I possess, I'm authorized to do this. How do you do that? With the blood of Jesus. But let's put it this way. You can look at this phrase several ways. I, I uh, blotted out thy transgression for my own sake. Why did he, what's he say for his own sake? Well, it was his own ability that did it. But not only that, for his own sake, so that he could use us. Right. Yes. If we're living ever conscious of where we missed it, we won't move with him. Right. We won't cooperate with him. Right. We'll step back from being bold to be a blessing to people. So he did it not just for our sake, but for his sake, yes. so he could manifest himself through us Amen. for his own sake. Then he can find, he can find greater expression through us by cleansing us. Amen. Then I want to go over to uh, Isaiah chapter 54. Look at verse 13. Isaiah 54 and verse 13, it reads this, and all thy children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of thy children. Notice this. How do we come into great peace? Be taught. Yes, yes. Be taught. The more you know of the word, the more your peace grows as you are a doer of that word. Verse 14 said, in righteousness shalt thou be established. So you have to establish, I'm right. I'm right with God. Therefore, I can come boldly. I don't come apologetically. I don't come feeling like I don't belong at the throne. I belong at the throne. I come boldly to the throne. Why? That I may obtain. So in righteousness shalt thou be established. Look at this. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear. Well, what are you going? If, if you're not fearing, what are you going to be? Bold. Thou shalt be far from fear and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Amen. So the more we're established in our righteousness, the bolder we'll be Mm -hmm. to be used by God. He can use us in a greater way. Amen. Why? Because we're confident, not because we're not confident in us. We're confident in what he worked in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, while I'm teaching this and ministering this, I can sense that power, that tangible power flowing. So let's just receive what he has for us right now. You say, what is it? I don't know. Let's just check. (laughs) Amen. Just worship him right where you're at. Father, we worship you. We thank you that we belong right in your presence. We thank you that the, the, the throne is the place 
we have an audience with a throne. So we come boldly to the throne of grace. So I speak to those of you who are bound by fear. I say, fear, you take your hand off their mind. You take your hand off their life in Jesus' name. I say, be free from that fear in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for that freedom. Hallelujah. Somebody is being healed right now, right at the base of their neck, the top of your spine, the base of your neck, that area, there's healing power operating right where you're at. You say, how do I receive that? Pastor Nancy, you say, you say it, I receive it. And you know what? You can receive it boldly. You, let me tell you, it belongs to you. You say, Pastor Nancy, you don't know how I missed it. I don't care how you missed it. I don't care. The blood of Jesus cleanses you when you repent of that. All you have to do is say, the blood of Jesus cleanses me because I repent of that. And then you can be bold to receive, bold to receive. Amen. It's not just for someone else. It's for you. I said, it's for you. Hallelujah. There's somebody else that's something in your throat. There's the power of God is moving in your throat. It seems to me like there's a growth in someone's throat that's being healed right now. You say, Pastor Nancy, how do I I receive it? Say, I receive that power. As you say it, you give him permission to do it. Amen. You give his power permission to work. Why is that? He won't force himself upon anyone. He has to be received. And when you say, Jesus, I receive that, then that power begins to work in your behalf. Amen. Amen. We thank you for it, Father. We glorify you. We glorify you. There are some that have been completely oppressed by that depression. That leaves you in Jesus' name. No more mental torment. No more to where it seems like your mind is not your mind. Your mind is your mind. You have the mind of Christ. Do Do not believe that you won't ever be any better. Amen. That thing takes its hand off your mind in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Free in your mind. Free in your mind. Free in your mind. Now, let me tell you this. Not only does he, he, he cause us to walk free in our minds, we have to fill up our thought lives with his word. So uh, we have the divine privilege of being set free in our minds, but then also filling up with his word. We put his word in our heart, but we also put his word in our mind. That means we think, we think the thoughts of the word. Amen. Hallelujah. If you, you say, Pastor Nancy, I can tell something left me when you prayed. Thank God for that. Let us know about it. Amen. Contact us. Call us. Go to our website. Why? We we rejoice that you don't know what it does to us, for us, the staff and this ministry when we get to hear what God is doing because um, it just gives testimony to his greatness. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe in the power of God. I said, I believe in the power of God. Listen, our sins are blotted out. We read it in Isaiah. We can be bold. Why? Because once our sins are gone, all that's left is what we've done right. And when you've done, when all that, all that you're mindful of and all that I could say it this way, all that he recognizes is what you've done right. How bold can you be? Yes. As though you never missed it. Live as though you never missed it because that's what the blood of Jesus does. It makes it as though you never missed it. Why? Because it cleanses everything away. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, Then I want you to look. 
Let's go to Acts chapter, let's go to Acts chapter three. Well, we won't take time to read it, but I'll tell it to you. In fact, I'm not even going to start it. <laughs> you're going to have to come back to, you're have to come back to the next episode because I, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to get into the next several pages and we don't have time to do that today. But I want you to let us know what God has done for you. Um, I want to pray this for you. Paul prayed and showed us that we could pray for boldness. Yes. And I want to pray for that for you. Just right where you're at. Some, some of you, there, you have things in your heart that God has told you to do and you've hesitated. You've stood back from doing it. What's it waiting on? It's not waiting on power. It's waiting on your boldness. Amen. Step into it. Yes. Be bold. Um, in connection with that, I'm reminded of something that Jesus said to my spiritual father. Dad Haken was a spiritual father to my husband and I for over three decades. One of the times he had uh, an experience of going to heaven and Jesus said to him, he said, you were faithful in the first phase of your ministry, but you were unfaithful in the second phase. And he said, the reason you were unfaithful is because you doubted that it was me telling you to do something. He said, you doubted it was my spirit talking to you. So you didn't act. Notice this, have confidence that when God's speaking to you, boldly act on it because the devil will always tell you, no, that wasn't God. No, you didn't hear from God. He wants you to question your ability to hear from God. And so I want to pray for you right now for boldness to act on what's in you, boldness to act on what he's told you. Father, I thank you for the greatness of your plan for every single person that is watching, for every single child of yours, you have a great plan. Father, that plan is waiting for our obedience. That plan is waiting for our faith. That plan is waiting for our boldness to act on that plan. And so, Father, I pray for everyone watching for that boldness to rise up on the inside of them, that they be bold, they move forward boldly in your plan, in your purpose for their life. That they're not doubting, they're not questioning, they're not in that mental arena talking themselves out of your plan, but they're bold to obey it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we don't want you to miss the next, next episode, but until then, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In Nancy Dufresne's classic book, The Greatness of God's Power, she teaches how God wants us to know His power that is in our direction. It belongs to us. We cannot live the life God authored for us without His power. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. In this classic book by Nancy Dufresne, The Healer Divine, we are presented with a study of the healings of Jesus. Your faith will be stirred to believe and act as the healed God has already made you to be. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. If you have received a healing or have any other testimony to share with us as a result of this broadcast, we would love to hear about it. Please call us, write us, or contact us through our website. 
it is possible to live untroubled and undisturbed even in the presence of the enemy. In this book by Nancy Dufresne, Peace, Living Free from Worry, she teaches how to close the door to worry, fear, and doubt. Order now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.